You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Welcome to Cooperative Multiplayer, the 4-1 Game Zone official podcast. Yeah, you have to love it when you're trying to put the picture and the computer decides it wants to freak out for a second. So, sorry for the delay and talking. But uh, I am the host of this podcast, Sean Garmer, and of course with me today is Mr. Mark Morrison. How are you? I'm alright. How about yourself? Doing all right. Just a lot of stuff to go through in the coming week or so. So, and then we're getting just ever closer to that wonderful thing called E3. You excited for that? Hopefully, it's good, and hopefully, there's like more surprises on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for that too, but. They'll finally announce the last Guardian. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I'm... And, and Kingdom Hearts 3 will be coming out in 2020. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I can wait that long. That's, uh, that's a long time to wait. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I mean, I've got... At the same time that E3 is going on, which we're going to have our E3 predictions next week... Um, we'll probably be doing this on Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings, sort of thing, uh, because the wrestling podcast moves to Thursdays, because wrestling decided to have four wrestling shows on Wednesday nights, so it kind of made our Tuesday night podcast kind of move. Um, so we should be back on Tuesday with E3 predictions, maybe I'll get some of the other guys on for that, and then, like I said... If it's not be hopefully it's not just me by myself. Hopefully it's me with Mark and a few others, or me with somebody. We'll be doing live E3 podcast reactions to the press conferences and stuff like that. I've also got I'm covering the Japan women's team for the World Cup that's happening. It starts on Saturday, and they have a game that Tuesday, smack dab in the middle of the freaking one of the conferences. So that's going to be fun how I'm going to do that, but we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, either way, we should uh, keep it to, to gaming talk here. What have you been playing, Mark? Honestly, just a bunch of The Witcher 3 still. I'm about 40 hours into it so far, maybe. Uh, I had to cheat a little. Like, one of the quests broke on me. So I had to, like, pull the debug menu down and, like, activate this item in my account or my inventory that didn't work right. Uh, aside from that, not a lot. Some, like, Peggle 2 and Trials Evolution, or Trials the Future 1, I forget what it's called. That's about it. And I'm pl- trying to play a little Galactic Civilization 3. That, oh, game, yeah, that, that, game? that game is not for me. Oh, I also got Hatred for review. 
How's that? Not good. <laughs> Not good. Like, I can see kind of what they're trying for, but it runs worse than The Witcher 3 on my computer. And I oh, don't know why. Good. That is not good at all. The, uh... Like, you run out of bullets way too quickly. You have to execute enemies to, like, get your health back. Which is fine, but you just end up... I mainly just end up kicking people to get health, like, to make... To, so I can execute them. Yeah. And it's just a slog. Like, the inventory's crappy. It looks nice when it runs correctly, but that's honestly about it. Phew. That doesn't... And the game is not even that graphically intensive, right? It shouldn't really be doing... I don't know what's going on with it, but... Maybe it has a lot of physics involved. I don't know. Like, buildings do blow up occasionally, but, like, driving a car sucks in that game entirely. And... It's just not fun. Yeah, that's not... Yeah, that shouldn't be that way. That's weird. Like, it wouldn't be hard to make a, fun, like a decent dual joystick shooter like that that you made them 20 years ago called Smash TV. Right. Well, you know, maybe it'll work itself out or something. I doubt it. <laughs> So, like, have you tried everything? There's no way it, it'll... I mean, if I really scaled it back down, it could probably run better, but then it just wouldn't look as good. And that's kind of, like, the whole artistic bent is the point, because yeah. certainly it's not the combat or the, or the characterization. The characterization is basically, fuck everything, I want to kill everything, like, then play heavy metal music. Right. Like, there's nothing, there's, like, no, like character progression as far as like even a story or just like even skill points like re you have to earn re like lives which is very weird it's just not good yeah well I mean in the weird department I I didn't know if all the Gianna sisters games were like this or not but I I didn't pay attention to the fact that it said something about endless dream and the fact that it meant endless runner which I reviewed an Endless Runner game before, the Funko Titans game or whatever, but this one's like a multiplayer one. So it's basically like a, whoever lasts the longest on these maps, you win, and you have to win the best two out of three. And it took me a little while to get a hang of it, but it's just, it's so just one note. Like, I, I don't get how you would really have a lot of, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird for me to just, it's almost like, you know, it's like playing NASCAR or something. Just, you're going around in circles on this track until you outlast every other character. Or I, you run out of time, basically. I reviewed the last Genesis Sisters game. It was called Twisted Dreams, I think, maybe. Yeah. And that was just a really bog-standard, like, platformer. I mean, it had, like, a cool, like, you can change between sisters at any time, and it changes the world, and that was it. Hmm. Literally, that was it. Like, there's no combat involved, or not really, and... Yeah, I don't know... There are some people who love that franchise, and they're crazy. Right? That isn't... That's weird. 
But, uh, yeah, um, aside from that, just again, more Final Fantasy 10, 10 to remaster and uh, some Hearthstone. And, and, oh, I did play because it's the only Xbox One, aside from Pool Nation, for the third month in a row. Uh, X, uh, Massive Chalice. Oh, yeah, the Double Fine game. You know, I got bored really quick because it takes forever in that first level to get... Maybe if I sit down with it a little bit more, but in that first level you play, it takes forever to get to wherever the hell the enemy camp is supposed to be. You've now like, made you've now made Bradmere cry. <laughs> you no, <listen>. just... <laughs> like, have you played it? Like, seriously, it, it, I felt like it was just a like slog just to get through... Like, I'm just like, man, how long do I have to keep making the move to where I finally see people? I killed one enemy, and then there's, like, no one for, like, the next, I don't know how long. Part of it, I'm like, okay, I, I gotta do something else. I'm probably gonna go crazy if I just keep seeing empty space and nothing. <laughs> I, I find Double Fine games to be very hit or miss. I haven't played Massive Challenge, Chalice, but uh, Stack, or... Iron Brigade was okay, or yeah. Trench was fine. I hated stacking, though. Like it made me. I played it on PC, and it made me nauseous. Yeah, see, I liked Iron Brigade a little bit. It's mainly because of the writing was funny. the The game is sort of okay. Um, obviously, you know they have. You could say the really same thing about games. Brutal Legend. Yeah, Brutal Legend, and uh, you know Psychonauts and all that stuff. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's games that they make that just don't know. I mean, honestly, I probably should play it a little bit more than just get upset because I'm having to walk. If it wasn't because I'm having to move five characters and it's like, I'm not used to this. You know, when you play a tactical game like that, you eventually see the, the enemies pretty quickly. It's just all about how you want them to get there and in what formation and whatever. It's not like, let me go through what seems like this big map and then all the way at the end, there's an enemy and they're not even moving against you, you know? So, it's yeah. a bit weird. But yeah, I think that's that's all I've really been able to play. Um Speaking of strategy games, uh, I talked about this. Or, well, it was a question in 4PC last week about the... Well, and we, th we talked about this too. The Advent First, a little teaser site from 2K. I think you might have said something about it possibly being... A, or I might have said something to you about it possibly being an XCOM game. And you said no. I, said either, right? I said either XCOM or Bioshock. Because that's yeah. all 2K has. <laughs> and so it winds up becoming XCOM 2. And supposedly the story is that they basically took an alternate view on what happened in Enemy Within and, and uh, Enemy Unknown. That apparently the aliens just whooped you and now you like went underground and now in the second game you're going to be controlling this guerrilla force instead of the big army or whatever. And like now like the aliens control, you know... Planet Earth or whatever, so you're trying to get through and and beat them and 
you know, but you'll obviously have different types of battles and stuff like that than you would when you have a big old army. How do you feel about, like, them uh, changing up things for the second game? I think it's a good direction to take, because if you just did, like, another... The aliens are slowly invading or silently invading, that would have probably gotten old pretty quick. And it got kind of old in Enemy Within also. Like, that was not a good game, I thought. Yeah. I agree, yeah, Enemy Unknown, much better. Enemy Within just kind of felt well, enemy, like they made an expansion just to make one. Enemy Within was like, oh, there's this evil XCOM force, and they're all humans, and they're against you, but it never went anywhere. <laughs> like, right. you, you take over, you can, like, invade their headquarters, but there's no, like, evil mastermind, or they had, they had like, zero personality. So it's like, well, how did these guys start, or what's up, or anything like that? Like, it was just like, well, here's some e evil human enemies, and there you go. It's like, alright, I guess. <laughs> I thought yeah, I like, I heard, uh, well, I was reading something that kind of compares them to, like, the Sons of Anarchy of, uh, you know, your your team. It, it, that, that's what they are. And they kind of look like it. Yeah. Know, so, so it's, um, you know, the enemies are all there, and you have to basically I guess you're going to be using like grenades and kind of come out of hiding and try to hit them uh, using you know surprise and all that kind of stuff so the screenshots looked pretty colorful and like a really different departure though from like the XCOM we know now so it looked pretty good I thought what do you I mean I know it's probably not going to affect you much but uh, what do you think about them making it only PC? And supposedly they're going to say something about that in a couple of days, about why it only had to be PC. Do you think that they release like a Game of the Year edition later? Or is it... Yeah, because... They'll release a Game of the Year edition because they'll have to. <laughs> for financial for sake, proper, uh, probably. But, you know, if they, if they want to make it for PC only, that's fine. I mean, it's up to them. XCOM used to only be a PC franchise, so... Right. But apparently, I, thought, I mean, the Enemy Unknown's done pretty well on phones, too, even, so... The one thing I'll say, though, is XCOM uh, worked really well with the controller, and I hope that control scheme stays in place. Right. Because I, I wouldn't... I don't think I'd like that game too much, like, using a mouse and keyboard with how, like, turn-based it is. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming they'll do some kind of gamepad support or whatever, so... I mean, it, it should be... I wouldn't worry about that. I mean, most most games now, unless it's something like that... Like, uh, you know, Divinity or something, you know, Pillars, that it's made for mouse and keyboard only. They, they You can yeah. find some way to circumnavigate that as it is. Um... Well, <clears throat> the other big thing that came out uh, pretty much today, this morning, I wrote up something about it, and then because the guy that writes news for the other site is always writing news, I think I didn't look at my WordPress, and he had technically, we had both got in at the same time, and he published it before I did, so they deleted mine, which kind of sucks. But it's just whatever. Um, Fallout 4, the trailer was re revealed today. 
Um, I felt like I was watching uh, Call of Duty Ghosts for a little bit because they just kept showing this German Shepherd a lot. Uh, but uh, you get you do find out that it's set in Boston. It's apparently set in the Commonwealth area, which is talked about a lot in Fallout 3. And uh, you get to see like some railroads, and you see the dog kind of take you through various locales that you're probably going to be, you know, traversing in there and everything. What do you What do you think? Did you see anything out of the trailer that made you excited one way or the other? Or it looked very colorful, which actually kind of surprised me. Like it looked like you could tell everything was kind of screwed up still, but compared to like Fallout. Uh, three, which looked, was very gray and brown, or like New Vegas, which had that dusty look. Like this looked pretty good. There's like, some neon going on. The game engine looked kind of, I would say, old or kind of archaic in a way. Like it didn't look like it looked like Fallout Three, kind of just like better looking, obviously. But some of the animation looked kind of weird. And it was funny to think of the. Uh, as Ron Perlman is a newscaster in that world, game world. Yeah, the war, war never changes line. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, they did show some of the weapons in the, in the trailer, which look kind of cool. You get the, uh, obviously, the, the big suit guys kind of standing there, and you do get to see that it's Boston because it's like the Paul Revere statue, uh, there's one where you see people dressed in baseball um, clothes, and it looks like it's next to Fenway Park. And I, I want it, They got that down. I want it to. I want there to be like the ruins of Harmonix, and you can go there, and John Drake is leading like a super mutant army against everyone. Okay, I can go for that. That'd be the best. <laughs> then it turns into like a rhythm dance game. That'd be awesome. <laughs> they, they, they secretly build in Amplitude in, into Fallout 4. <laughs> but it's all just, just the old 1950s songs. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Um, anything else from the... I mean, Bethesda did say that this pretty much guarantees we're getting gameplay from the game at their uh, E3 conference on June 14th, that's a Sunday. So that's good. I'm glad that we're not just getting that reveal trailer and that's it. You know, I'm glad yeah. that we're getting gameplay from the game and supposedly according to the Fallout, now nah, this might just be a placeholder for Bethesda store and, you know, nobody kind of paid attention to the fact that it said that, so... Maybe they didn't take it down yet, but it does say something about TBA 2015, which you would think that if, you know, they're just announcing it, maybe it's not, but maybe we could expect it for the holidays or something. I imagine they've probably been working on the game for a pretty long while, so I actually would put some stock into that. Because Skyrim came out three or four years ago? Maybe? Yeah. I mean, they, just, they haven't been sitting on their hands. Like, they've been probably been working on this game for at least two two years now <laughs> yeah that does that's uh probably true i mean i think it would surprise still a lot of people that are expecting it to be like a 2016 game that'd be pretty cool for bethesda to be able to be like 
later this year, Fallout 4, I mean... Well, Bethesda's, I Bethesda's having their conference, their own separate conference uh, for E3, right? Yeah. Someone will just get up on stage and say, it's out right now, go buy it. Oh, God. You, Talk about, you, like, freaking out all the stores. Right? That'd be so awesome. It shows up one day, or just shows up that day. <laughs> I mean, with di- you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, when we, the more and more digital we are, you could really do that. You know, just kind of like they did last year with the Street Fighter Alpha, whatever, whatever, whatever thing. Um, but obviously, this would be on a much grander scale. I mean, talk, talk about like sending shockwaves. Nobody, who'd be watching the rest of E3 at that point? You're just. <laughs> Like, like, screw this! Don't watch the uh, all the press conferences on Monday and Tuesday. Let's play Fallout Four. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so awesome if they did that. Well, I mean, that, that's I mean, we already know two big heavy hitters, Fallout Four and Doom, to already be expected at the Bethesda show. So, uh, plus, I'm sure they'll have something about Elder Scrolls Online. So you got three big games already, and then who knows what kind of surprises they'll be pulling out there. So that makes things exciting plus you got that nintendo world tournament thing i'll make, um, an, another, I'll ma- I'll make uh, another wayne gretzky hockey man that's, i would love that that's their, that's their so third game that. like i want them to bring back an arcade hockey game because those were great but who knows probably not sadly another game we talked about last week Need for Speed, the reboot, um, has gotten some leaked descriptions uh, from, I think it's Amazon or some other place. I don't know exactly where, but... Now, wait. I haven't haven't read this, so let me just guess real quick. Urban-themed racing game at night, drag racing, is a critical factor with a lot of uh, hip and or underground characters populating the game world. Ah! Uh, most of that is true. <laughs> West Coast urban setting with nocturnal open world, as you said. Uh, urban car culture you never knew existed. Right, yeah, because we just never knew it existed. Except for the four other Need for Speed games that you said. <laughs> yeah, The city comes alive while you sleep. Uh, <laughs> there's five unique ways to play. Um, you can carve your own unique path. There's multiple overlapping stories. Um, rich, authentic car customization. Could I be a bus driver? That's how I want, I want to play. I know, that's exactly what Go back to Vigilante 8, you're driving a bus. Uh Speed, style, build, crew, and outlaw are the names of the... So they already have a crew name in there, so I can already imagine what that is. Like, it's just... You aren't really, you know, leaving too much up to the imagination there, EA. I mean, I guess that's probably the way they want it, but... Still, I don't... It, it, the genre does say racing and flying. So... Perhaps there's going to be flying cars in the game? I, I didn't hear any Razor Callahan, so screw that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, 
there is this uh, I thought this was interesting like apparently it's like a uh, sequel to a Wii U game that was like only out on the virtual console or I don't know if it was an eShop game or something but it's called uh, Fast Racing Neo and it pretty much looks like an F-Zero game without having the F-Zero name on it like the 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 race you know the the whatever this this whatever you call those the space hover driver things uh it's really freaking fast as the name says and man i've been wanting f-zero to come back for like a long time i love those games so this is the way we're gonna get an f-zero fix that's cool for the wii u you an f-zero person or no, I never got into that. Uh, I was I played Extreme G two on the N sixty four, and then I like moved to like Roll Cage, which I really loved. Roll Cage, wow! I didn't think anybody really played that game, but that's cool. That it was it was a it was a neat game. It had a lot of control issues, like yeah. you could spin out like way too quickly or way too easily, but had a good good sense of speed and a great soundtrack at the time. Yeah. You should try so, playing. You should try playing Distance sometime on Steam. Oh yeah, that's that game that's like, uh, it's like survival but with cars, right? Yeah, it's a, it's an, it's, yeah, it's basically like San Francisco Rush. Twenty forty nine. I love San Francisco Rush. And it has, it looks like Tron. Oh, that's even better. And there's like uh, all these like kooky levels for it that are cool looking. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of people signing a petition to get Tron 3 back because it got cancelled. Let's see if that happens. <laughs> yeah, oh. it, it won't because Tomorrowland bombed. <laughs> yeah, pro- it, that, that's why you think it's not because Tomorrowland bombed? Yeah, and all, I mean, Tron did well, or Tron 2 actually did decently well when it came out. I don't think it made like a huge amount of money, but I think too much time has passed. And also, like, Olivia Wilde is decent, but I think the guy, like, the main actor, that was not good. <laughs> yeah. He, he, was like a, he was like a blank slate. Exactly. Well, I mean, wasn't he supposed to be sort of like Tron, where who was pretty much a blank slate anyway? Yeah, but at least that guy had personality. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I mean, and... and you know, Jeff Bridges can only save the the movie so much. Uh, <laughs> but they have that digital Jeff Bridges, so he'll be around forever. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I should note, I don't know if we talked about these last week. The PS Plus games for June are Middle Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes and Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Edition, uh, which I've heard is a really good game. Uh, Call of Juarez, uh, Gunslinger, Cloudberry Kingdom, which I actually reviewed. Uh, Call of Juarez is pretty good. I've heard Call of Juarez is good. That's the only uh, good one of the series, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I remember. Everybody's like, out of nowhere comes Call of Juarez, Gunslinger, the rest of the series has been terrible. Uh, Super Exploding Zoo, which also works on Vita, but is a P- you know you can get it for PS4. And Future Radium EP Deluxe, which is also one of those like futuristic racing games. I already said the Xbox One games for Gold, Ezra 60. You can get Thief, which just came out for the PS3 not too long ago. Um, and all, just all, con- all the hits. 
a thief. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thief. It's just cause two. So if you want to get ready for just cause three and don't have a PC, you can get it for your 360 for free. So there you go. Um, speaking, of, and that's one thing. Like you know, people always complain about these things. People complain about the fact that. Oh my god, they should give us better games. There's so many better games than this. And I'll give them a, one thing. You know, the Pool Nation being around for three months in a row, that's a little bit much. Yeah, but, I, I had a friend, like, try to defend that. And he came across as an idiot because he is. It's, it's like, like there's not one indie game out there that Microsoft can just be like, can you make it? We'll pay you this much to make it free. Like, Pool I wouldn't Nation even say, for three months? I wouldn't even say indie game. They have first-party games. Just make, like, I don't know, Sunset Overdrive free for a month or something else. Yeah, but then, I mean, the only way you don't get it anymore is if you drop Xbox Live. So pretty much you have a game that... I don't know if it's still selling or anything, but probably not. But you could... I mean, and that's the thing, though, you know... They don't make any money off the used games right now, so really what would it hurt them to pay Insomniac for a one-year-old game at this point? Oh, well, it's not technically one years old yet, but it's getting close. And and make it their uh, games for, for gold, and then you can make some money off the DLC, which was actually pretty good. Or do it for, yeah, do it for like Forza or something. I mean, they own that. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, you have two Forza games, you're going to have Forza 6 at E3, so... Forza 5 at this point really wouldn't be that big of a loss. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, but do you think, like, you know, it being free, that gives people the right to not, I mean, should you be able to really complain about it, uh, free games that are being given to you as part of a service, or? I think to a certain degree because you're paying for it. <laughs> like, if, if all I got, I'm not, I don't subscribe to either one, PS Plus or Xbox Gold. But if all I got every month was Pool Nation, which I actually like, but, I mean, or, like, some crap, like, Barbie's Dream House or something, if that was on, on the service, like, screw up, I'd just cancel. Yeah, and I think, you know, Microsoft isn't doing themselves any favors with the whole having Pool Nation there so many times, but, I mean, they did get Child of Light, you know, they got Massive Chalice, which... You know, that's a, supposed to be a big, you know, indie game for them. I think it's like that's day and date of release, you know, for it to be games for gold. So that's... That's a weird one because it's only on Xbox One and the day it comes out, it's free. Yeah. I mean, you know, Sony's done that too with theirs where they make a lot of these indie games part of the PS Plus for that month to try to get people to buy, you know... I guess, I don't know, try to get people to buy PS Plus to get it if there's somebody recommends it, but... Uh, you know, it is what it, I think they did with Mercenary Kings and a few others that they can't road not take in and some other ones I remember that they were they came out and they were free. Um, Super Turbo Championship Edition I think was like that for the Xbox One actually was one of the first ones that it was free and it had I think it just come to Xbox or something like that. But I mean, to me, I think the bigger issue is like the people that don't like indie games and then complain that it has to be AAA titles or whatever. For one, let's think about this. For the new systems, is there really anything... 
I mean, outside of Sony just randomly deciding to put the order on there, which I guess they could, because I don't think anybody else is buying that at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, for PS4 and for Xbox One, there's only a certain limited number of those. So what you're going to get right now is indie games. Of course, like, your PS3 and, and 360 ones have a wider availability, and even then, they still complain when those aren't AAA titles or whatever. Do you think that that's just people being spoiled and, you know, hating on on any games not being the same and it's not worth the money they're paying and all this. I think that I think they are, but they're also idiots because indie games can be great and fun, so they don't make it screw off. Yeah, and I, you know, I, last last month, you know, a lot of people gave a bunch of crap to Sony for oh we have the unfinished Swan and Ho Hokum and whatever. Those are two really good indie games. Especially, I mean, Unfinished Swan is short, but, and, and yeah, it's a little artsy or whatever, but I think it's something that you, if you really think about it and, and spend time with it, you should, you would enjoy it. Um, and I would say the same for Hohokum and, you know, a few other things. And, yeah, Middle Gear Solid Ground Zeroes is, it is what it is. It's a, it's a demo to the next game. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a demo, but still, I mean... At least it's $20 you're not having to pay to go buy that if you didn't already. Uh, so I think people just need to calm down a bit because you're not really... These are added incentives for the service. You're not buying this service for the free games. You're buying the service so you can play games online. You know? I, actually, I, I actually disagree with that, but okay. <laughs> you disagree with that? You think that you're... This I, is I, why you're buying the service? I That's the only reason I buy it because I don't play games online. So, like, last month, and they had those four free Xbox 360 games. I think I bought that month just to grab all four real quick. I don't ever play them, but I like ha- I like having the security that they're always going to be there. <laughs> right, yeah, for 360, which is not the case at all for any of the PlayStation systems or Xbox One, for 360, you get to keep those games. I think the, uh, other, the other thing with PS with PS Plus is you have a library of games to always to always have access to. Xbox, you only have the two games they list every month. So they're not. If you forget to get them, you're screwed. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's the same thing with PS Plus. If you don't get them in that month, they're gone. Yeah, but you always have that like backup library of other games, though. Oh yeah, of the of the others that you've downloaded or whatever. That's true. But, you know, it is what... I just think sometimes people get a little bit pretentious with that kind of stuff. And they... It it just gets kind of annoying. Like, you know, yeah, I have my complaints. Like, you know, I'm sure Super Exploding Zoo is not that great. And, you know, I've I've said my piece about a few other things sometimes that have come out. But uh, I think overall, the fact that we're able to get this, you know, because used to when, when Xbox Live first came out or whatever, we weren't getting free games and stuff. We were getting just, okay, you got the service. And if for Xbox, you couldn't do anything on your Xbox without having Live, pretty much. Almost. So, I mean, now with that, they finally got smart and made it to where I can watch Netflix on my Xbox One if I didn't want to have uh, Xbox Live. But, 
before it wasn't like that so i think uh, you know for sony it was free before and i know it's something new so it is kind of something where people feel like well you know on the previous system it was free and now now i'm having to pay for this and, and the games aren't even good or whatever and i think it's it's just a little you know they, they have to pay these these developers money to be able to get this and sometimes you know some of the bigger developers don't want to do it we have, to, well, we have to think about it like that. Well, that's why I bring up, like, their first-party stuff. Like, there's no reason that, like, Forza or, uh, I don't know, maybe Killer Instinct shouldn't be free every month. Well, Killer Instinct's a different deal, though. It's It's got the seasons thing, which... Uh, or, yeah. I, I mean, I guess they could have made that Game of the Year edition free. Or Connect if. Sports. Connect Sports Rivals will be free every month for all the people who oh have Oh, God, that I can already hear the <laughs> the people chirping about that already. <sighs> but, <clears throat> yeah, I think we said our our piece about that. I just thought I should bring this up just to see um, what we thought about it. Um, that being said, you know, we were talking about the Xbox. One, uh, apparently there's going to be a new controller for this, which... It's called the Covert Forces. With the biggest thing about it being that it has like a camouflage sort of look to it. Except it's black. And it has a headphone port that goes in it directly instead of having the... The like weird headset port, you know, that the Xbox 360 controller has. I don't know if this makes it worth really paying $60 for another controller, but okay. No. It's a nice screw you don't to the people who already have the first controller, though. Yeah, but... They should, they should offer, like, a trade-in plan. They should do that for a lot of things, but they don't. <laughs> if only. If only. Uh, sad, more sad news for um, Remedy and Quantum Break. Another Remedy official has left matthias i don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name millerine uh, the ceo of remedy oh wow has now left the studio after 15 years of being there he's going to war gaming to be with the team that's doing world of warships and world of tanks and uh he says supposedly this is not going to affect quantum break but damn, two big officials leaving in a matter of two weeks? I mean, you have to think this does somewhat affect Quantum Break. Yeah, um, I'm kind of really surprised about that. I didn't hear about that. Uh, kind of a shame, because he was, he was actually pretty good. He was a pretty, like, social media-heavy uh, CEO. Like, you could, like, talk to him. Yeah, that's... I just... I, I was, I'm starting to worry that... Maybe Quantum Break is not going along as... I mean, it's already gotten delayed. It's, it's not going along as smoothly as they want you to think. And maybe there's problems with it, and these guys are leaving because they're getting frustrated. And Hopefully it's something like that, but you, you have to start to wonder. You know? I have a feeling that Quantum Break was supposed to be tied in a little more with that Xbox Live TV stuff. And when that bombed, like they kind of had to go back to the drawing board a little. Yeah, that's really possible. I mean, yeah, because you have to wonder how they're even going to do the TV stuff. 
with it, not because it was supposed to have its own series that kind of tied in with why they had the TV stuff and why it was supposed to be in the game, and then now they're not going to have that. So you have to wonder if they're going to just take that out completely or what they're going to do. That's, yeah. As long as Sam Lake never leaves Remedy, then everything will be okay. But yeah, let's, let's hope for, for better things. Um, another, something that we were kind of getting excited about, but has now been squashed as, along with something else. This made my fourth PC this week really bad because I had made these questions. And then as soon as it comes out, bam, both, both of two of my questions get squashed by people. But Phil Spencer says that the Silent Hills being bought by Xbox rumor is not true. He doesn't want to mislead anyone. He said it on Twitter. If he says it that succinctly, there's no, you know, never say never or anything like that. I mean, other than him coming out with a Silent Hill shirt on at E3, which I guess is possible. Uh, looks like that rumor's dead and Silent Hills is floating once again. Supposedly the game's 80% done. There are two reasons why that rumor was stupid. First off, Konami would not sell Silent Hills to the to Xbox. If they were going to sell it, it'd be to Sony. I don't know about that. They want to get rid of franchises that are not going to work on mobile, and they're probably whoever's going to take it to the highest bidder. Why Why it have to be Sony? Because Xbox sells a precisely dick amount in Japan. They're lucky to sell 100 consoles a month. Right, but once they don't have the, the franchise anymore, who cares if it only sells in America and Europe and whatever? Because their name would still be on it. Oh, I guess that's true. And the other, the other reason is, is think about how much money it would take uh, for that game to be finished. And then, yeah, supposedly the story was like millions and billions being thrown around, and I was like, yeah, we're getting into a really high territory for one series. Well, let's say, let's let's be conservative and say ten million dollars for Silent Hill, like the entire franchise. You won't make that back because there's not enough fans of that series. Yeah, it's not like Minecraft where I don't know if they made it back yet, but they could conceivably make it back if maybe they can get another game. Well, that's a perpetual. That's just a perpetual service at this point. So who cares? Yeah. Right. But you can only come. It's not like Silent Hills is going to be forever. Like. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if if that. Let's say that they did buy it and Silent Hills, like, bombs for some reason. The chances of somebody going, okay, we're going to make a Silent Hill whatever number they're on, or we're going to reboot Silent Hill again, and it'll be more like the old Silent Hill. The chances of people wanting to come back to that are pretty slim. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just too crazy. Like, for just those two big reasons. Like, there's no way. Also, Japanese companies don't sell IPs. True. Like they're still holding on to the Suikoden license for God knows what reason. <laughs> sell that to Square and let them do something with it. No. Sell to some. Sell to a good developer. Or well, Sony could have it, I guess. They're not doing that bad. Yeah. Uh, uh that being said, uh, Gears of War, the Gears of War studio is being renamed to the Coalition. Uh, I'm guessing they want 
their own little signature to get placed on the new Gears of War titles going forward. Isn't this the second name change? No, because Black Tusk was already Black Tusk, I think. What was, he, was, he, what was Human Head then? I don't know, but it was something else, I think. Um, but yeah, they, they, uh, they want to call it the Coalition, so there you go. Now, that's the new name of the studio for Gears of, Gears of War. It reminds Which they have promised that the new Gears of War will be showing off at E3. So, it makes hopefully it, not the remaster. There's, it makes me think of the old, the collective, uh, development group from like a few years ago that was really stupid yeah I mean I don't really care what the studio's name is as long as I mean who who would have really thought 343 Industries was such a great name either but it now is kind of synonymous with Halo so. yep there are two great Halo products Halo 4 <laughs> and the Halo Master Chief Collection I liked Halo 4. I liked it fine. It was actually, I really enjoyed Halo 4, but Master Chief was not good. Hey, and I, well, the, sing, the single player works just fine. <laughs> and I've heard, like, that ODST thing is still not good. Oh, well, that's ODST. It's not like they're going to make it good. It's just a graphical enhancement. <laughs> I never actually got to play it, so I guess whenever I get to that, I... That is... Whatever. I haven't finished Halo 3 yet, but I still have it installed, so I'll get back to it eventually. But ODST is the one Halo game that I, like, stopped playing, because it, it just was bad. Oh, really? I just did not like it at all. <laughs> I wonder if they'll eventually... I wouldn't be surprised if they announced, like, Reach is getting put into it. Oh, yeah. At E3. That's, that's no question. That'll be like, get buy 15 bucks for the Reach campaign. Yeah, exactly. Which, it'll what? be nice to have all the games in one... What about Halo Wars, man? Come on. <laughs> I would love it, but probably not, since it has nothing to do with the... I mean, it does, but it's so different from the other games that... Uh, I need to actually play that some more. I like that. Since I have my 360 in my room, I should probably hmm. get to doing that. Um, uh, Phil, Phil Spencer did confirm, however, that he will be part of the PC gaming... Uh, press conference, which will be the last press conference of the day on Thursday, um, along with Blizzard, and I forgot whoever else was supposed to be. There was another big company. Um, so, uh, yeah, they'll get to show you off more about the whole Windows 10 and how, why it's great, and the whole Xbox and Windows 10 streaming thing, and maybe this, they'll show off some games, too. This is what they're going to say. Like, this basically say DirectX at 12, it's going to be great, and none of our Xbox franchises are ever coming to PC, so stop dreaming. They might. Now that you can stream with one or the other, why not? I mean, didn't, it, Halo, the, didn't the Halo games eventually come to PC? One and two did. That was it. And that, though, like, that, that was made, that was, those deals were made a little before Halo was like an like a institutional franchise. Yeah, that's true. But the reason, like, None of those games would come out. Is if they did, why why would you get an Xbox One? Yeah, but I mean, why would you want people to have an Xbox One and then be able to stream to your PC? It isn't, you know. In case you're in the other room, or just something like, basically, 
for, like for that big reason, or like if you're out of town. Yeah. I guess, you know, it's, I guess it's the glorified Vita TV uh, hope, that hopefully works better than Vita TV. Because <laughs> that was one of the main problems, is that it doesn't matter if you hard-connected it or whatever, that just didn't work that great. Uh, Nintendo, this is another question I had, was the report came out from a Japanese business uh, magazine saying that Nintendo's NX might possibly be an Android platform. Yeah, I gotta go check a lot of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the idea was apparently that it was going to make it flexible for people to make stuff for tablets and smartphones too, since Nintendo's making mobile games and whatnot. So it'd be kind of like the Nintendo Ouya, sort of. That was a big success. Yeah, really. Um, Nintendo came out swiftly and denied it, apparently, but people are still holding on to the fact that it could be possible. The only thing I will say, and people brought up before BC, is that they are making mobile games. Basically, having a set-top box for your mobile games wouldn't be a terrible idea. I just think that you also have to be able to justify to people that the Wii U is going to be able to last for however many more years this generation is going to be going on. And then, you know, if you the thing is with the NX, if it's not, if it's the next successor to the Wii U, then you should be prepared to be able to make another system soon because, again, you're always going to be behind. If you're not, you know, if they're not, that's, that's the only reason I would think that maybe they would maybe try to do this mobile thing because mobile's so big now that if you try to see if you can get people to buy this and you can, it'd be like another Wii where it kind of gets you through things until you get to that next generation and then you can really come out with the next, whatever the next Wii U is or whatever. You think it's a possibility it could be true i mean that there could be something that works for this or well two things the first is nintendo would never make a strictly android device because like with every android device ever made it would just get cracked open you could just download like the mario game apk and just siloed it under your nx and just play it you wouldn't have to buy it right uh the other thing is is if the nx it could have like a dual operating system like, the actual games, and then, like, this Android side, like, OS. But I think that would introduce too many, like, it would still be introduced too many security problems. Because, like, look what they did with the PS3 and the Linux thing. Like, they cracked that thing open. Yeah, exactly. So I think anything, I think Android would be a pipe dream, because it's just not secure enough for what Nintendo would want. At all. Yeah, and Nintendo has to know that. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're that aloof to what people are doing with the the Android stuff now. I mean, you'd hope that, but look at how clueless they are still about online gaming. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, but I think you know, like you're saying, there's such a big con to that to where people can just crack that open. You 
start building emulators into it and all of a sudden now you got all these games you really shouldn't be playing on the thing and if they even tried to have virtual console on there it would be like a total mess because people wouldn't it would it, i would have to think that it's possible that they they could be doing something like that but i could see more of like a high like the hybrid system type deal than than something like this it just it doesn't seem plausible to me that not to mention like we've already seen it not work with Ouya. it doesn't matter if nintendo has all these great games for their mobile phones and now they want you to play it on a console the reason why you're playing it on your mobile phone is because you want to play it on your phone. Like, I don't see people just going all of a sudden, oh, let me let me go home and stick this on this, on Ben X, and now I can play it on my TV. I just I don't I, see that. Now I can play Flappy Bird on a 50-inch TV. <laughs> yeah, because that looks so good on the 50-inch TV. <laughs> uh, well, it's... Aside from that, uh, Nintendo did announce a new 3DS Chibi Robo game and an Amiibo to go with the Chibi Robo game, too. Um, the game will feature Chibi Robo using his plug as a weapon and a grappling hook. Um, you're going to collect blue orbs, and you can obviously level up your Amiibo uh, throughout the game if you use it. Um... It, it, I never played the Chibi Robo game for the GameCube, so I can't really speak to that. But I never even heard of the franchise. <laughs> it is what it is. It seems like something that would just be big in Japan and not so much here. So it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World also got a Japanese release date of July 16th, and there's gonna be 50 different Yoshi's in the game. Uh, well, they, well, they have pictures. They had the green Yoshi, and then they had the 49 Amiibo skins. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they showed some weird-ass colored Yoshis in the picture that they have. Like, apparently Piranha Yoshi is in it, Winter, Yo Winter Yoshi, Rainbow Yoshi, even the Famicom Yoshi is in it, and and Mumu Yoshi, whatever the hell that is. So. Yo, is Boshi in it? <laughs> if he's not, I'm not interested. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know I still I, I'm still kind of really interested in the whole Woolly World thing because I really liked Kirby Canvas Curse and the Kirby's Epic Yarn and all that. So this kind of seems to be the next evolution of it. So uh, I'll see what happens when it comes up. And there's already more Amiibo uh, coming in Japan July 30th. Doctor Mario, Captain Olimar, which is basically the Pikmin guy with all the Pikmin. And Bowser Jr. So if you're waiting for those three, get them while you can from Japan. I'm sure when they come to the U.S., people are just be going absolutely nuts, as they usually are. And are, to add to that, there's more. There's fake amiibo showing up now. Are amiibos um, region locked? No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of people that order them from Japan or Europe or whatever, and they bring them. Of course, I don't know if that means, like, I don't think they are, but I think the people that I've heard that are bringing them over are people that aren't, don't plan on really using them as part of the game. They're just getting them from Europe because they just want to collect them, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, who 
Um, also, there's a new Harvest Moon. So, if you haven't played all the other Harvest Moons that there are, which seems like a zillion by now, um, yeah, there's a new Harvest Moon. Uh, how... Are you a Harvest Moon person? No, I never got into that series. I, for, like, when I was younger, like, it was something, like, I had it on my GBA, and I liked it. Being able to do the whole, you know, milking the cows and harvesting things and whatever, but it just, I realized when I got older, it's kind of boring. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I was like, I don't know why I liked this when I was younger, but I did, so. Oh, I should note, the biggest thing about that Need for Speed reboot is that it requires an online connection. Good so. luck when the, when the servers melt down. <laughs> Just, um, I remember uh, Need uh, for Speed, the run was like that. I, I see they were auto log, and it was like, this is annoying. <laughs> I see they learned nothing from SimCity. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing they're hoping that it works better, because... Other than that, I cannot imagine why. There's a lot of people already pissed about this. Just being like, nope, not buying the game now. And of course they're going to tell you, it's going to be a better experience because it runs online all the time. Yeah, tell that to Drive Club. Or or a year and a half and they shut the servers down. (laughs) Yeah, that that too. It's going to happen. Apparently they're like uploading, they're they're loading up on servers because they are going to release the PS Plus version of Drive Club. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Only, only eight months after the fact. <laughs> right. Right, when nobody... Is there people that still care about Drive Club coming I'll to know. PS Plus? I don't. I know there's when like, it hits, I'm going to be like, forget this. There's like that one guy who's still going, oh, they promised it to me, so I, I'm going to get it, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> one Another 4PC question that I had this week was that um, Evolve is going to become permanent franchise for Take Two. No duh. After it sold, I think like 2.5 million units, and there's like 27 million game sessions played. Um, the, the the important, the interesting thing to note is similar like to Titanfall was that um, <clears throat> one of the you know big de- you know part uh, part of the dev team said that if they had to think about something that they wanted to change, uh, they <clears throat> felt that it was too multiplayer focused and that they needed to have a strong single player opportunity for people. Um, that for it to, in order to become a really big permanent IP, they feel like they needs to have single player. <clears throat> like I said, Titanfall, they're considering it too for Titanfall 2. Does this kind of prove that Navy, we don't need to be abandoning the whole, or going full bore into the whole multiplayer only game? Well, multiplayer-only games have their place, like Counter-Strike or Team Fortress 2, but they have an audience already built into that. Like, when, like, Titanfall and Evolve launch, they're, oh, we're going to have, like, Call of Duty numbers. And it's like, no, no, you are not. You guys are crazy if you think about this. Yeah, and even then, you know, people complain about the fact that, oh, everybody plays, uh... <clears throat> now apparently there's gonna be a battle point announcement on on Friday as well. So, geez, or actually later today. So that's great to know. Um, but still, uh, I think that so that's that's another thing for 2K. Um, 
<clears throat> like you said, I mean, there's people that complain about Call of Duty all the time. It's multiplayer and all this stuff, whatever. But, you know, Advanced Warfare had a, you know, a really good single-player campaign. And I bet that if you took the single-player campaign out, there would be a large chunk of people that don't buy the game. Because there are plenty of people like me and there are other others that they don't care a lick about multiplayer, but they'll want to play through that single-player campaign. And they might but, take it back afterwards, but they bought the game and they they played it for that. That's actually why I bought Advanced Warfare. They want to see the single player. <laughs> right. So it's just like you know, and you ended up liking the multiplayer. I see you playing it every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but if the single player wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have got into it at all. Yeah. See, exactly. So like you know, it just. I think that because I for me it'd be cool to to wonder what. A, you know, I'm having uh, flashes of Lost Planet right now for Titanfall. But, you know, for Evolve, it'd be, it would be kind of cool to see what they would come up with for, for a single-player game or whatnot. So, I'm hoping uh, that they do stick to that and we do see it. Because I'll definitely be more interested in Evolve 2 if that's the case. Because I, I played a little bit of that Evolve on the beta and I was just like, man, I can see how this totally can get boring after a while. Just doing this, you know. It doesn't matter if you level up or not, it just doesn't seem like it... There's a lot of length to that. Yeah. So, there's a few uh, toys to life things, I guess we have to talk about here. Um, LEGO Dimensions has now... They have a lot of sets coming to this game. Uh, well, they, have, which they, have, is, they have all the licenses that Warner Brothers, or that Disney doesn't already have. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, you know, I think it's weird that, like, I guess they're just going out all guns blazing because they feel like they have nothing to lose. Like, if it doesn't work, then okay, it didn't work. But, like, you know, we've seen, you know, Skylanders, they do it their way, and then Disney, they do it with the waves. Um, sort of like the same way, uh, you know, Nintendo does the Amiibo. Wouldn't, you know, what do you think about this strategy where they're just packing it in with, okay, The Simpsons, Doctor Who, Ghostbusters, Portal, Jurassic World... Uh, Midway Arcade, Midway Arcade, seriously. Uh, Lego, Ki Lego Kaima, Scooby Doo, DC, Lord of the Rings, The Lego Movie, Wizard of Oz, Ninjago, and Back to the Future, all in this game. At some point this year, instead of having like waves where you're gonna plan this out for years or whatever, which way do you think works better for this kind of thing? I think Waves works better, but it's considering this is going to be a new IP they probably, or a new game, they probably just want to get it all out there as quick as possible. And hope and hope they can have the supply chain intact, but it's Lego, so it probably will. But don't you think also there's a risk of it like just being too much at once? Like, parents go and look at this and go, holy crap, what do I pick for my kids? And how much of this do I need? And I mean, I'm sure that they know by now with Skylanders and Disney Infinity and all that what it really is. But just like, I don't know. To me, if I'm looking at this for my kid, or you know, even for even for myself, I don't think I would because I just don't like the whole the way the Lego stuff looks. I'd just be like, oh, holy crap! Okay, there's like three or four franchises I'm really interested in. Okay, I know I don't really need everything, but it's just like, God, this is a lot of stuff. I think the important thing with that would be just the price of it, because Lego crap is expensive. 
like just the normal parts now. Like it's not made for kids or anything like that. That's crazy. Right, and even then, like I think the prices they were touting for some of this stuff wasn't uh, any cheaper than what you get with the other stuff. You know, with Skylanders or Disney Infinity or whatever. And even in fact, I think it was even more exp- like a dollar or two more expensive. Yeah. I think you got more stuff in the the packs as opposed to what you get with the other things, but you know, I I wonder, you know, it's the same thing like Lego's coming out now with their own sort of Minecraft uh, called Lego World has actually hit Steam Early Access today. It's a Lego brick building, Lego digital brick building game. Um, you know, you have two things that are competing with things that are already established. I mean, that's proven they have no ideas. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know people do this all the time, right? Like, just you know, we already talked about Titanfall and all that they're trying to compete with Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff. But they, they at least had a hook. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just like they're pretty much going off of, okay, well hopefully you really want these franchises, and you like them in Lego form, because I don't know about Lego Worlds, so that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a tough sell I'm more interested in their toy game, but only as it regards to, like, how the stories fit together, and the voice actors they get for it If they have voice actors at all I would think they would have to you, you can't. They can't just have like Lego ease or whatever the hell they're going to call it. Like the last two Lego games have have had voice actors in them, so right. It could be great yeah, if they got. Especially if you're going to use like Lego movie property stuff like that, which that was made on having voice actors and. Like uh, uh for like the Back to the Future one, get Christopher Lloyd or I don't doubt Michael J. Fox would do it, but get that guy uh, AJ Locasio, I think that's his name, who did uh. Like Marty in the Back to the Future games, like he was great. Or like get Peter Capaldi as like the Doctor. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, if Peter Capaldi is going to be at Comic Con this year, he could do it probably. So, so, <laughs> I don't see why. I don't see why not. Someone, um, someone will just go. Can you read? Excuse me, sir. Can you read about? I don't know. Eight hundred lines of dialogue for me, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the doctor. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to see that come back for First yeah, I'm also enjoying Orphan Black, so. I want, um, I want more Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if that happens. Oh, they're making new episodes. It just takes yeah. a while. Right. That's the bane of. of British TV. <laughs> yep, you get the 13 episodes and you gotta wait. I, hope but I mean, it's, it's better because you get them all out there together instead of here's like five and then wait like three months, you get five more. And... But the yeah. American TV does it. So, Sky, uh, Activision officially announced the rumored Skylander Superchargers. Um, there is... 20 new characters with jets, helicopters, submarines, boats, and cars. I saw a trailer for this that all does exist. Um, 
<coughs> there's a apparently chaos is back and there's a thing called the sky eater which is a large warship that literally eats the sky okay I guess this is for kids we're just <laughs> this literally <laughs> eating sky um so apparently the one thing that kind of sucks for your kids is that only one person even though this is a co-op game only one person could be in a vehicle at a time the other person has to just walk around and shoot things so that kind of sucks but some of these vehicles do look pretty cool like the spitfire car is the reason why they had tries for Strana. Because it's like live action and then you see the Spitfire character in this like crazy car and he like zooms way farther than Travis Fashana did and he hits the side of a mountain and then keeps going. Um, yeah, so I mean if you're... Just, I mean this is cool if, if you're big into Skylanders and, and you really wanted cars. Um, I don't know, what about anything i i really question about how big skylanders is anymore like they just keep there's just no license attached to that game <laughs> i don't i don't mean to harp it on keeps it selling yeah but i mean maybe little i just don't it's not as i would say relevant as infinity or this lego thing or even amiibos you just don't know of any of these characters <laughs> Right, you don't know the characters, but like you know, I would agree, and I think I've heard a lot of people are starting to stay one uh, series behind so they can get all the characters for cheap. Yeah. Which is the smartest thing to do instead of going freaking bargain hunting and then being there forever trying to find the one that you want. And, and now they even have it to where you've got to find... The, so now they've added an extra cost because you're you're getting the the car or the whatever vehicle, okay? And then you're also getting the figure and the figure well they don't have to. It's like swap force, they don't have to. But you get a bigger deal if you have the same figure with the same car that matches the same element. So like if you don't have a character that's of the grass or whatever and but your car is you have to now go buy a character that's the grass yeah whatever the hell it is. so it's just like now now you're adding more cost to the thing i just i wonder about this you know how much we're, we're getting into at some point parents are going to put their foot down and go okay this is enough like i i get that this is it's a toy, and new toys come out every year, and this is sort of the same thing. Like, this is the new toy for Skylanders, so you buy this, and it's, I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of like the uh, Disney Infinity approach where, you know, the Star Wars is going to have its own thing, and then, like, now they're going to have the entire cast of Inside Out, and they're going to have, like, their own platformer kind of thing, like, with 2D and 3D platforming and it's supposed to be really neat looking and each one of them are going to have their own powers and so I, I just I just kind of like the the way that they're doing it it's, it's taken them two games but it seems like they're finally getting it that they need to have good gameplay in the story part and not just it all be about the toy builder 
so who knows I'm kind of excited to see what else they had they have up their sleeve for that um Sony's gonna have two new SKUs no surprise really I have one with a t one terabyte hard drive so if you still haven't bought a PS4 now you know which one you should probably buy don't know if it's gonna be more expensive probably shouldn't be but it is what it is I guess and, and at least if you buy it and you have the other PlayStation family systems you can get mighty number no. nine cross by so, that's good you interested in mighty number no. nine at all yeah I played that project Ares I think that was what it was called a few years ago that was an okay game but it only had like four levels in it so it was not like lengthy but considering how much money they dumped into project number no. nine and all that they've been like offering or like saying they're gonna have in it it should be a good game yeah I, I hope it's a good game after all the work they've done on all the money they asked for and everything. It better be. I oddly <laughs> do not like Mega Man 9 or 10 that much. Well, who knows? They could surprise me. Yeah, I, well, I think it'll be. I think it'll be better than those games for sure. But because they're not trying, they're not trying to go for like retro aesthetic, and that's all it has. It should be. Uh, for you people, I mean, I am a fan of this anime, but uh, Sword Art Online, Hollow Fragment, and uh, the new game Lost Song are both coming to PS4 uh, digitally. Uh, the Hollow Fragment was the English dub was so bad that they're having to redo it, but only for PS4 though. So if you have a Vita, this is another one of those Vita casualties of Vita becoming a legacy system. Uh, they are not going to put the new dub on the Vita version, apparently. Um, so that kind of sucks for Vita owners. Um, but the new action RPG is apparently supposed to have stuff from both the Sword Art Online parts. So, there you go. If you've been waiting for that, there it is. There's also the Persona 4 Dancing All Night that's going to have a Disco Fever edition that's going to cost $80.00. And it's going to include a soundtrack with two discs, 14 DLC outfits, a Vita case, and an extra song. So, yeah. That is such a weird property, or weird game. <laughs> I don't know about, I mean, like, I watched it, and, like, the trailer that I could see is them trying to sell you, like, different headphones. I'm like, this just tells me nothing about the game. Like... Why? <laughs> but it, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people that are Persona fans like not very enthused about this. Have they like, shown any gameplay okay yet? A fighting game, but not this. What? Have they even shown any gameplay yet, or has it just been? I've only seen people dancing, so I don't even. I don't yeah, know I haven't seen is. any gameplay either. That's what's so weird about it. I'm like, you would think that if it's coming out... Well, it's coming out in Japan in, like, later this month? I, 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 saw, a tr I saw, like, a gif of, like, here are all the guys... Here, here are the Persona male characters dressed in female clothing and dancing. And I'm thinking, like, wow. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so awesome. Oh, you know, when we was talking about Mega Man, you know they're going to come out with a new cartoon. 
2017. Hopefully they get Goku's old voice actor like with that old Mega Man cartoon that they made. Yeah. That'd be cool. You didn't remember that, did you? No, but... What, what, one of Goku's many thousand voice actors did, like, uh... I think it might have been Ian James Corbett did Mega Man. And... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... That's cool. Mega Man's having a new, uh, new anime or cartoon or whatever, so... I'd be more into, like, a, I'd be more into a Mega Man X cartoon... I remember I liked the Mega Man cartoon from, like, what was it, the 80s? Or 90s? Yeah. Well, in the early 90s when that Mega Man cartoon came out. Yeah. I remember watching that when I was younger. It's, it's weird. I just remember Dr. Wily being insane. That's, that's what I most remember about it. What he does. Yep. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes was coming October 13th. So, to the PS4. So, there you go, people. That I, I might check this out. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, with Dragon Quest VIII coming to 3DS and all that, this seems interesting. And Square Enix says that they are working on experimental, wholly unique in nature products for all different devices. Um... Okay, I hope that you have something good to show us at your press conference. And they won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we can hope for. <laughs> They'll show Final Fantasy Seven running on an iPhone. <laughs> oh God, why? This is why. Because they can, I guess, and somebody will buy it. That's what's sad. Uh, so the Steam sales will be July, June 11th to the 20th. The good old games summer sale is on right now until the 21st. Um, if you spend a dollar, you can get SimCity 2000 for free. If you spend $20, you can get Stalker. And if you spend $50, you can get Xenonauts. Um, today, I don't know if it lasts till the morning, but Monkey Island, the Monkey Island games, Jade Empire, Telltale Games... And the Witcher games were all on sale today. So, go get those if you haven't already, I guess. Yeah, if I had the money, when this team still hits, I'd get it. Or I'd get some games, probably. Yeah, I'll probably look into those Steam uh, sale games, obviously. Because they always get you with that. Like, oh, it's only $5. Oh, fuck. But now, there's a refund policy for Steam. Yeah, that's good news. I wish that had been in place and I've got Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, nearly any purchase that is made through the client itself, obviously. Um, as long as you've only played two hours or less of the game, you can get a refund with either refund back to your card or Steam Wallet um, money. Whatever. Um, the refund applies to games, software, pre-orders, DLC, and bundles, but not movies. And um, it has to be within two weeks of your purchase. And like I said, even with a bundle, it has to be two hours or less. I've seen that some people complain about the two hours or less thing. Like, some games can be beaten in under two hours. And it's like, well, I mean, 
Yeah. If you're playing the game enough to beat it, then why are you complaining about it? Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, I get, like, some games are just short, but I don't see many people really doing that. Yeah. They just don't want to get hosed with the whole refund thing, so. Yeah, which is understandable, really, but. I can understand that. Like, just, I mean, they're giving you a refund policy. Just be happy about it. Just make sure that if you like the game, you figure it out between the first two hours that you don't like it. <laughs> what sucks is a lot of games, you find out that they're good once you get past two or three hours or whatever. Well, so, for PC games, it's more a matter of, like, if it, if it runs okay on the computer or not. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why I would, I would... Like, Mortal Kombat X is a good game, but I would, I would, have, I would have refunded that if I could just because it did not run well on my computer. So... Right. I mean, I beat it eventually, but it wasn't an ideal experience by any case. Yeah, it's not something that you were happy about. Because you didn't... You know, now you're not really looking forward fondly to it, going back to it. You know? So apparently Gamefly is going to have a streaming service with Fire TV. Um, they, pl- they bought Playcast, so they're using that to... Partnering with Fire TV, uh, an, an app that they're going to have through Fire TV that you can buy different packs of games, like the Action Pack has four, uh, Fear 3, Operation Flashpoint, Dragon Rising, Red Faction, Armageddon, the other Red Faction games, Sleeping Dogs, and Hitman. Uh, there's more bigger packs that you can buy. You can use different kinds of controllers, but as long as you have a 5 megabyte or a 10 megabyte download, uh, Internet, uh, preferably with a you can you can preferably if you want to use Wi-Fi, has the the five gigahertz Wi-Fi. But a wired connection works the best. Ah, uh, you know. I'm kind of surprised GameFly still exists. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> um, but yeah. What do you think about, is this going to work? I, I don't know too many people that have fire TVs, honestly. Well, that's one problem. <laughs> I would say another problem is it's just some of those games are not what you want to play in a streaming service. Yeah, they require a lot of Twitch movement and they're shooting games. And if you, if you don't have the greatest streaming, you're not going to play them, so you just wasted $7. I would hope that they would allow you to like have some kind of demo to make sure it works first before you have to pay the money. Just like Steam. <laughs> yeah, true. But still, I mean, I, you would think if it's new, you would let people kind of try it out and see if it works for them before they sit there and plop money down. I guess, you know, with... I guess with PS Now, it's kind of the same thing, but you can rent something on PS Now, save a bunch of money, and then, you know, not pay for the subscription service for a month and find out if it works for you. Yeah. Uh, last couple things. Disney is apparently planning a trilogy for Obi-Wan Kenobi. To which I say, why? But, because, why not just have a uh, Wicked trilogy instead? I don't know, but it seems like they're trying way too hard to put Star Wars into the same vein as Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they don't have to. 
It's like you don't have to have a bazillion movies that all come out within a certain time period of each other to like go into the next film. I just Marvel does that because it's Marvel and it kind of works that way. But I don't know. Just Star Wars doesn't seem to me that it's the same. I think I mentioned it, but I'd really like a, like a Kotor movie. That would be really cool, but I just don't see them doing that. I mean, probably not, but I just, I feel like, okay, one anthology film of Obi-Wan Kenobi is fine. Yeah, three already. Three? You already got three. They're called episode one through three. (laughs) Exactly. Are we really, I guess we're just really trying to make sure that one through three just never get remembered again. No, they'll release all three, but it'll, it'll just be called The Real Episodes 1 through 3. And subtitle, We Fixed It, you guys, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's going to be making more TV shows. Apparently, they're going to make a Cloak and Dagger, a Miss Marvel, and a Hulk prequel. Um, apparently, Guillermo del Toro tried to do Hulk before. Um, uh,. uh Miss Marvel actually might already be in the hands of somebody, and Cloak and Dagger was supposed to be on ABC Family before at one point. Um, and apparently, even the Marvel's even thinking about bringing Punisher, Blade, and Ghost Rider to Netflix. So, I mean, I, I would be down for a Punisher Netflix series. Um, just get, just I don't know about my- Ghost Rider, but maybe they can change my thoughts on Ghost Rider. Just get my pal Lexi Alexander to do the go- to do the Punisher one. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> just I I sort of liked the first Punisher. The second one was kind of dumb. Oh, she did the second one. That's the good one. <laughs> uh, I don't see a Hulk TV show working at all. Why not? Because there's no way they get Mark Ruffalo to do it, <laughs> unless they drive like a. Like a dump truck full of cash to his house. Yeah, and then once you have a different Hulk, it's like. Let's get Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno will come back. Lou Ferrigno and his return to the Hulk. It'll be a well. It is a prequel, so technically it would be not. It not. It wouldn't be Mark Buffalo. I guess it would be Hulk when he was. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I'll get Edward Furlong to do it. Or Ed- Edward Norton, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, yeah so he can be all complicated again. Because that's, that's exactly uh, I Also, I don't know how a Cloak and Dagger series would work with uh, Fox. I don't know. I think, I think Marvel got that back. So. That's what they're saying. All right. They can make it work, I guess, whatever. Showtime's also going to have their own HBO Now service. But Showtime's smart. They're charging you $11 instead of 15 so That's at least $4 that you save. It's, you still, it's, still one, it's still two more dollars than the WWE Network, so... <laughs> yeah, and they have probably much better programming than the WWE Network. So. I don't know. Uh, that's saying something. They, they should probably... I don't know. I think the nine ninety nine should just be a standard price for all these things, but it is what it is. I guess people are showing that they're willing to pay. Um, 
uh, just not to have it on not to have to have cable but like I said before once you start adding up all these little small charges they wind up being almost what you pay for a cable package and you still have to pay for internet so like that's not even you know counting the internet once you take that out I mean you start counting in all these different things they, they wind up covering pretty much like what a internet thing would be um or not internet yeah. Uh, GameStop has bought um, the Think Geek, Think yeah, Think Think Geek parent company. They outbid Hot Topic for it by like twenty million, so they spent one hundred forty million on this. They want to be able. To, if you haven't noticed, if you haven't been in a GameStop in a while. They started selling, like they sell the pop vinyl um, things now. They sell T-shirts. Uh, obviously, they sell phones and and whatever. Um, they sell uh, they sell board games. Like apparently, this girl was telling me well, that works there that they got the WoW board game for thirty bucks, and that somebody had just went on eBay and paid a hundred dollars for it, and they were really pissed when they came in the store and saw it for thirty bucks. So. Yeah, um, I guess this just kind of adds to the whole GameStop's trying to become, like, the geek culture store instead of just being the gaming store. And they wanted to make this purchase for that. Uh. Uh, honestly, both those companies, I think it's, it would be a bad choice for ThinkGeek. Why? Uh, hot Topic, because they are lame. And a Hot Topic in so long. And GameStop because they're greedy and incompetent. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it seems like their strategy of selling different things is working. So, I mean, they have to have some kind of way to combat the whole. If you want a digital thing, if you want a Mario themed Monopoly game, they got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, people still buy those, which is weird. I don't know. I, I see different Monopoly games and I'm like, who cares? It's Monopoly. Just, it's Monopoly. Yeah. I have a Monopoly set from like, I bought like, maybe like six months ago and that's fine. That's all I need. Right, yeah. I don't need that all different million kinds of Monopoly. Um, supposedly the, the, well, it already happened, but this uh, one guy, and apparently according to several people this has happened to a lot of people just it doesn't get out like this but um a european sony gamer or i think he used to have a playstation 3 but he still obviously has a psn account and he got it um somebody stole his account and bought 40 dollars worth of 40 pounds worth of stuff and Sony was like, uh, well, you're the, 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 the two serial numbers don't match up, so we can't refund you. Like, even though we can tell that this is from a stolen, somebody stole your information, we're just going to make it to where he can't steal any more money from you, but we're not going to refund you. So they took it to the BBC, and they put it on their, basically like their watchdog program, and then suddenly Sony refunded him. Yeah, but that's he'd what already happened. but he'd already 
sold back his PS4 by then. Waiting because they wouldn't refund him in the first place. So. And people are saying that this seems to happen a lot where Sony doesn't want to refund people and. You know. Yeah, that's not surprising. I mean. Like, like, look at Valve. Like, look how long it took them to get a refund valve, refund policy in place. Yeah. I don't know. I think that you should have better customer service policy than that, though. If you can prove that it was stolen, I don't see why it should be this big deal. Oh, sure. But that requires effort on Sony's part or giving up money, so they're going to do that. <laughs> Lazy people. You want to be in the business, but you don't want to have to deal with, you know, the other consequences that happen. Assholes. All right. Well, um, I think that's it for this week. Um, so we should get to those plugs. Mark? Uh, my column next Monday will be about the top eight uh, Capcom franchises. So that should be pretty interesting. I'm still slowly banging away on a uh, Galsiv 3 review, but don't look for that anytime soon. And I'm kind of working through hatred, but so dumb that I doubt I'll finish it. <laughs> don't blame me on that. Um, uh, Daniel does the game Fact Fiction. Uh, it should be up actually right now. I don't know who's in it. It's not me. It's random on someone. Um, and then I had the 4PC. Uh, that's been up for a couple days now. Um, we kind of already went over some of the topics, so if you're interested to hear what some of the other guys thought and who won, check that out. Um, the game's top five this week is top five MOBAs, which I don't know if you can contribute a list or not. No, I have no clue in MOBAs. I just say, like, I guess Dota. <laughs> yes. Uh, I might have to just let that be a single list or something. The, the only one I would think of would be Dawn of War 2, uh, Retribution, and people wouldn't classify that as a MOBA. Well, League of Legends. I haven't played... I, I've never played a MOBA, so... Ah, okay. I've played not, a couple. I just... I don't know if I could fill out a whole list or whatever. It's just not my genre whatsoever yeah. so not mine either that's what happened last week too with me with the uh, damn it now i forgot what my the top five last wasn't week. it like arena shooters yeah i i was not proficient on that either but thankfully because i picked the right ones in number one and two people were like oh awesome y'all picked the right ones i was like okay good enough for me <laughs> um coming out this week pretty much uh elder scrolls online tamriel unlimited ps4 and xbox one the Swapper is finally coming to Xbox One. My God, it's taking this long. Um, and, uh, yeah, D4 is coming to PC. So, if you didn't get to play on Xbox One, you can play yeah. on PC finally. That should be pretty good. Uh, and also, uh, Robert, I don't. I know he had a new Metal Hammer Doom, so check that out in the Radless Broadcasting Network. Um, you can download it as a whole service, and they have a ton of different podcasts on there. So go check that out on, on iTunes. And, uh, of course, I had uh, the 
the uh, the rest of the Max podcast, we had a special on Elimination Chamber on Sunday, which also turned into like a uh, sort of almost full episode because we moved the show to Thursday nights now, along with our football to football podcast, which will now be right before we do the wrestling podcast. So we're gonna do sports podcast, Gary and I, and then right after turn around and do the wrestling podcast with Paul. So we're gonna be like dead tired every Thursday. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about Raw and all the Wednesday shows that just happened and, uh, whatever else is going on. Uh, we'll also be doing, we might or may not do a special on the New Japan vs. Super Juniors final that's happening on Sunday. Um, and then, of course, we'll have our next regular episode on Thursday. This show, like I said, we're going to try to... Bring it back on Tuesday night for our E3 prediction. I'm going to see if I can get some people lined up for that. Um, we'll be... I'll try to go on after Randall. Randall now has his show on his his wrestling show, TWE After Dark, on Tuesdays. So, But uh, we'll, have, we'll, we'll see what's going on then. Until next week, everybody. Enjoy Later. your games. Later.